it wasn't exactly what I was hoping to get across, but I wanted you to think about what is truth. And everybody has a different idea of truth. Um, and, and really, truth is, is pretty much relative in our world. It's, uh, you know, it's like uh, my truth may be different than your truth, and your truth may be a little different than mine today, and your truth may change as you go. And, and so the world, truth kind of is derived from your own belief system, right? It, it may change as you become enlightened. Uh, your truth may change as you kind of change what you seriously really sincerely believe is right. And, you know, our world kind of accepts this materialistic truth. Two plus two is four. Everyone's like, that's truth. That's easy. That's truth. We get that. But this higher ultimate truth uh, that kind of makes the material world possible, the fact that everything kind of works together, the fact that the sun rises every day, and it's amazing that it rises every day, and yet we have a hard time believing that there was a creator who actually designed it. We see how this world functions and how we're designed and how our bodies are designed, and we have a hard time accepting the fact that there's like this incredible uh, system that's in place that, that has to go to a higher being, to a more incredible, uh, really, area than we can even imagine in our mind, to this incredible God that's above something. And, and ultimately, we struggle with that in our world because we're kind of taught to create our own truth and to act on what we believe is true. And it may be your truth versus my truth, but uh, you got to act on that. And, and so I think that's really the, the question tonight I really want us to kind of think about is what is truth? What is truth? And uh, even to start, if you just ask yourself, like it, let's say that the door is kind of the, 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 the dividing line here, and are you sitting on the right side or the left side of the room? Which side are you guys on? This side over here, what side are you on? The left side? No, 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 it's my right side. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're totally wrong, okay? This is the right side of the room, okay? This is the left side of the room, you know? And, and so that's just kind of the way it is with truth. It just depends so much on our perspective and how we create it and what we believe is true. You can drive by a building. You can drive by the jail, for example. And your perspective of the Pennington County Jail will change depending on um, how that place has influenced you. If you've ever been in there, um, you know, that imp you have a picture of it. If you've been in a Bible study there, my wife has Bible studies there, you have a picture of it. If you've worked there as a jailer, you have a picture of it. If you're a police officer, you have a picture of that. Uh, if you're an attorney, there's another picture of what that looks like in the Pennington County Jail or the judges or the families or the victims or maybe the construction workers who built it. You see, the question is really how you see things. And that's why I think we struggle so much with truth is because we all have so many different uh, viewpoints on what we see as truth. But the question tonight I really want you to think about is not your truth versus my truth, okay? And, uh, but I hate this thing in my ear. Uh, but really, the question I want you to think about is your truth versus the ultimate truth. Your truth versus the ultimate truth. Because ultimate truth does not change. Father, we come to you tonight, and I just pray for our, our evening. I pray that you would just speak to each one of us by the power of your spirit. I pray, God, that you would just um, that you would just let this be a time for each one of us with you, the Creator. 
and uh, that you would just break through all the things that are going on in our lives, the busyness of our lives, all the things in our day, the things we've got to get done tonight and tomorrow, and that we would just be in this moment, and we would just hear from you, and that you would just be glorified, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, as they alluded to in that video, Pontius Pilate, when he came face to face with Christ, and uh, he said, what is truth? Pilate said, what is truth? And you kind of got to understand, you know, Jesus came down on the earth, and he claimed to be God, right? He was a man, but he claimed to be God. We've been kind of looking at this whole prospect of what the scriptures say and, and why the Bible and why we believe the Bible. And the Bible really tells God's story. But, <laughs> excuse me, Jesus claimed to be God. And so here's Pilate face to face with Jesus Christ and this, this, this man who claims to be God and, and he claims to be truth. And Pilate walks away saying, what is truth? And, you know, you got to catch Pilate. He served under Tiberius, who was the empire. And Pilate was the governor of Judea. So he's like a, a powerful political person. And his power came from higher authorities. The Romans were the authorities. And, of course, Caesar was the ultimate authority in their day. But Pilate was responsible for the tax collections. And he had all kinds of power. And he had all kinds of prestige. And he had all kinds of resources. And, and he really got to decide for the people a lot of things of what their the truth of their life was about. He had even the military might. And here he comes face to face with this, this man, Jesus Christ, who claims to be God, and he's either God or he's crazy, right? And because how many people claim to be God that aren't crazy, um, you know, or, or just liars or, you know, the stories, but, but he, he's one, and then there's one. And so he claims to be God, and he claims to be God, and Pilate's face to face with him, and he's, Jesus is saying, this is truth. And he's like, what is, what is truth? And, and I think it's so interesting because people would say, if, if God came down to me and talked to me face to face today, I would listen. Right? Isn't that what you'd say? You'd say, if God came and talked to me face to face, I'd listen, right? So would you? Would you? You know, I think a lot of times God comes in... in and face-to-face talks to me and prompts me, and I don't listen. Uh, even today, we, Mike and I were at a funeral. We got to lead a funeral and share the gospel today, and, and one song we were singing, and I just knew I was supposed to stand up, and I didn't, and the Holy Spirit just prompted me to stand up and worship, and I didn't. And, uh, and, and I, I hate that because I'm usually a pretty peaceful person. It's because when I, when I feel like God's leading me to do something, I just do it. And so, you know, that was just wrong. And I walked home, and this afternoon I was kind of praying about this message, and I've been thinking about what is truth, and, and I kept coming back to that. So all I did was just say, God, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I sinned against you. Uh, and, and you might look at that and think, well, that's really stupid. Uh, but, you know, that's how life goes. There's always these things we do that we just disobey what we know we're supposed to do. And, all, and really what's required is coming back and, and asking for forgiveness and realizing that, that that there is forgiveness in Jesus Christ. And so here's Pilate, this guy with all this power, living in this world these generations ago, face to face with truth, and, he's, and he walks away and says, what is truth? Jesus said, I am the way, I am the life, I am the truth. No man comes to the Father but through me. That's not our idea. That's what he said. 
And, you know, you get to decide if you believe him or not. There's no halfway, though. He's either who he claims to be, he is the way to God, he is the life, he is the truth, or he's not. And to this point in our world, he's allowed us to choose. But those days of choice are limited because ultimately we're, we know the truth, the scriptures tell us that every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. That's how the game ends. You know, uh, we know how the game ends. And so the question is, how do we live in the midst of of the game. I just ruined the game for <laughs> the tennis match today for some people who were precious enough to bring over some food and, and, uh, and I, maybe you guys are DVR and Serena Williams, but anyway, I won't ruin it for you. <laughs> uh, but I did for them. <laughs> and, uh, and the question was just this, this, uh, this uh, the thing is, is like they already know how the, the, how the match turns out. And so they were still going to watch it and just in, and try and enjoy it. And I just want us to think about that when we come to this thing about truth and Jesus claiming to be God is because we know how it ends, okay? He is truth, and ultimately it will end where every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. That's the end. I didn't set it up, okay? I'm not God, but that's how it ends. And so if you bring it down into our world and you bring truth into our world, 2 Timothy chapter 3, and uh, you guys, I just really can't um, see very well. And I'm, I got glasses, but I still can't see very well. But So if one of you guys that has the Bible would just read 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 7, that would be helpful. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 7. Always learning, but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. And, and I want us to just start with realize this. The last days will be difficult times. The last days, difficult times will come. And that, that word for, for difficult times is really perilous times. And it's only used one other place in the New Testament in the Scripture. And it's about two, a couple guys in Matthew who are controlled by demons. And no one would pass by them because it was perilous. Okay, It was dangerous. It was difficult. And that's really what Paul's trying to get across here in this letter is he's trying to say, you know, not really trying to describe the things that we see as horrible like famines and wars and, and disease and, and, you know, like the horrible tragedies we see in our world, the economy falling apart, but really just kind of the wickedness of how wicked um, people can be. And, and that's really the, the essence of what's happening. That's where our world is kind of spinning and we see it all the time on the news, but there's these perilous days, these, these challenging days. And it comes from men and women being focused on ourselves and trying to make ourselves gods, trying to be the ones who decide what's right and what's wrong and what's true. And it's like this form of godliness. It's this outward kind of uh, external religious expression, but, but we're really weak in the truth. Uh, we're created to worship one God, and it's not a multiple-choice question. And I think so often we can get 
caught into trying to figure out all these other gods we worship, but really when you're, when you're focused on the one true God, and that's why I think it's been so critical to look at why the scriptures and why the Bible is what it is, is because then we can find out and recognize what's false. If you're training a bank, a bank teller to recognize counterfeit $100 bills, right? You don't try and teach every kind of counterfeit $100 bill that you've ever seen. Uh, there's all kinds of ways to counterfeit things. Instead, what you want to do is focus on what the real one looks like. Because if you know what the real one looks like, everything else just looks a little off. <laughs> and you have kind of this check when you're off. And that's really about our walk with God. If we know the truth of who God is, we kind of know when something's off. Uh, C.S. Lewis basically said, you can't tell a line's crooked unless you have some idea of a straight line. And in, in our world, this world of internet, this world of Google, this world of information, God has given us a straight line, and it's through his word, through his scripture. Um, John even wrote, your word is truth. The psalmist said, the sum of your word is, is truth, you know? And if the Bible is really true, then that changes everything. And I think that's really what I want to challenge you with tonight is, is how does your truth line up with ultimate truth? And if the Bible is really true, how does that impact how you live? You see, the lie that we have believed is that we can be God. It's a simple lie. We never say it exactly like that, but that's really what we believe. We can be the ones who make the rules. We can be the one who decides what's right and wrong. And in the book of Romans chapter 1, verse 18, maybe that's up there. There you go. And... Uh, it says, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For invisible, his invisible attributes, his eternal power, his divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so that they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, and they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. You see, therefore God gave them over. It continues on. And, and the truth is, it's just our world. And we kind of sense that whole sense of what, what happens is we bought this lie that somehow we know the truth. We know what's best. And we've exchanged the truth of this ultimate God for a lie. And the lie is simply that I can be God, that I can be in control, that I can decide what's right, what's wrong for me. And if that clashes with you, one of us is, you know, probably off. And our thinking is it's probably you, right? Probably me is what you're thinking. But the Bible comes and just says that that's, that's our big challenge, is, is instead to trusting ourselves to come face to face with God. We have this story from the Creator, and he points to a truth. God's word to us is in the Bible. Um, his word is, is truth. And the Bible is just this library of books that we've been looking at. There's 66 books. There's like 40 different authors. It covers about 1,600 years of history. And these books were recognized by Jesus, the early church. They kind of had this divine authority. And the Bible claims to be the word of God. 
So do you believe it? It's, it's the canon, the measuring rod, the standard of truth to compare all so-called truths. And it puts us kind of out there on a limb. Because there's a lot of things that I think are good that maybe aren't good. And there's a lot of things that I think shouldn't happen that happen anyway. And there's a lot of things that I don't really believe are true that are true. So the question is, is it just based on my authority and what I think, or do I come back to what the Word of God says is true? The, the canon, the scripture is made up of manuscripts initially, and primarily, you know, the, the way you could tell if a manuscript was credible or not was you just look at the number of manuscripts and compare them. And, and there's more manuscripts, and the more you compare, the better that you can see how accurate it is compared to the original. And of course, it's, it's almost like eyewitnessing a, an event. And you know, you can see how many eyewitnesses you have stand behind what they really saw. And of course, we know that there's no document even close in history that has the proof sources of the Bible. Uh, people have tried to prove the Bible false for years and years and years. And think how many have tried to disprove it. And, and I think if you just stop and examine the evidence, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. This, this, this word of God is God-breathed. It's this, this verbally inspired word of God. It's, it's infallible. It, it's trustworthy. There's no error. It's in the original writings, right? And we just have to determine the author's original intent. It's, it's phenomenal what we have been just really given by God. So we got like these 40 authors, 1,600 years, different backgrounds, different education, Right, different countries, different economics, and they write God's story, and they all tie together in one story which points to the Savior, Jesus Christ, who claims to be God, who claims to be truth. And just think about it. The United States is like 240 years old. Think about the difference between George Washington's day and Adam's day and Jefferson's day and our day. It's so stark, right? I mean, we, just, it, we, we can't even hardly fathom what it would be like to live back in those days. And we think we know so much more than they do. And we're so much more enlightened. And we have so much more information, okay? And just think, if, if, if nothing that we really did today contradicted what they did or said, it'd be phenomenal. And the truth is, is in the scriptures, it's not 240 years, 1,600 years it covers. These authors covered 1,600 different years about of time. And they don't contradict, and they all point to this God, and they all point to Jesus Christ, and there's history, and there's poetry, and there's prophecy, and there's proverbs, and there's letters, all these different kinds of writings, and they all point to Jesus Christ, and they all point to God making himself known. And just because I don't understand everything that happens in my life, it doesn't mean it didn't really happen. And just because you and I don't understand everything that God does or God says does not make it false. As a matter of fact, Mark Twain said it this way. He said, most people are bothered by the passages of Scripture they don't understand. But the passages that bother me are those that I do understand. So does it bother you that Jesus Christ claims to be the truth? the way, the life, pretty clear. No one comes to the Father but through me, Christ said. That's pretty clear. 
he laid out the fact that, that he was the ultimate truth, and he is the ultimate truth. And uh, every one of us gets the choice tonight to decide to accept it and to accept him or not. Jesus came as the Word, John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being by him. Apart from him, nothing was made. Nothing is made that has been made. In him was life, the true life that was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. The darkness didn't comprehend it. And then John chapter 1, verse 14 says, The word became flesh, dwelt among us. And we saw his glory. Glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus is the word, and he dwelt among us. A word's like an expression of an idea. Christ came as a man to express how God could live in us. He was perfect. He was holy. He was this expression of truth, all truth that came from God. And so you can have a choice. You can divine truth for yourselves. Or you can trust. Christ is the author of truth. And just think about that. I mean, really, we don't, I don't think we think about this enough. You know, so you're sitting there, and we do this all the time. And, and it's like, here we go, and we're trying to define what's right and wrong for ourselves. And, you know, we're just, now just think about that. If you're sitting right here by yourself and you're going home tonight, and it's up to you to define the ultimate truth of creation, that's really kind of silly to think I'm going to do that, right? But you know what's even sillier? We think, well, the government can certainly do that. Or Google can do that, right? Right? Or my, my friends can do that for me. Or the people I know can do that for me. Or some pastor can do that for me, okay? Or some other person that I trust that's an authority of some form in my life, a professor or, or, <coughs> or <coughs> excuse me, someone who's had this impact in my life can define for me what truth is. And none of us can. Because the truth is what God says is true. The ultimate one, the creator, what he says is true. It's not what I perceive. It's not what you perceive. And none of us can find truth apart from Almighty God. I may be wrong, but he's not. You see, truth is a person. And we're going to continue to examine truth over the next several weeks here and the next several weeks we're going to really look at how this this word of truth the bible as well as the person jesus christ how that comes face to face with our culture and how we live that in our culture and actually that's starting next saturday we're going to look at the bible and the culture and evan's really going to start a study this week on thursday if you're interested in how this old testament just ties together and uh and really look into a survey of how really the old testament points to the savior it's an amazing thing of how God has defined truth for us over and over and over in his word, and the truth is a person. So are we narrow? Are we, like, intolerant? Are we arrogant to believe that Jesus Christ is the way and the truth and the life? It's not my idea. I didn't say it. Right? I'm not asking you to trust me. I'm not asking you to trust any other person except for one. Trust Jesus Christ. He's the one who said it. Because you see, if we get it wrong about Christ, it doesn't matter what else we get right. 
you can get most things right in life. I think you've lived a pretty good life. You can get relationships kind of right, and your finances kind of right, and you can do even parenting right. You can do uh, a lot of good works. You can be super generous. You can be a great guy, a great gal. And if you miss Christ, you miss everything. And if you gain Christ, you have everything. And regardless of what you face, you can have this incredible peace that, that just passes understanding. And uh, believe me, we've gotten to experience that. So I think as we land this thing, I just want you to, to think about how can the Bible claim to be true? How can Jesus claim to be the only way? How can that work alongside all these other religions? All these other ways? How can it work alongside the billions of people who say it's not true? How can that work? That the Bible claims to be the way, that the Bible claims that Jesus is the way and the life and the truth and all these other things claim something different. How can those two go together? They can't. They can't. They don't. So just stay right here. Don't look around. Ask God what you believe. What do you believe about Jesus Christ? You know, Muhammad came and he claimed, I teach truth. Buddha claimed, I'm searching for truth. And Jesus Christ said, I am truth. And so the difference when you're face-to-face -face with Christ as opposed to face-to-face -face with any other religion, there's a very simple difference that's just so profound about our Savior, Jesus Christ. The difference comes down, if you really want to boil it down simply, to grace. Here you have this incredible God who sees this evil, who hates this evil, who loves you so much that he dealt with this evil by killing his son. So you don't have to face a separation from him. So you can have a relationship with him. Not because any of us deserve it, not because we've earned it, but because of Jesus Christ. And so God wants to lavish his grace on each one of you, his undeserved favor. And it simply comes back to us just simply trusting that he is truth, that he is grace. You see, what we believe about Christ determines everything else in life. The choice is yours. For now. Father, we come to you and, and I just pray that there would not be one of us here who doesn't leave thinking about you face-to-face -face with you. God, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you that he is the way, and he is the life, and he is the truth, and we can come to you through him. I thank you for giving us your word that points to Christ. And God, I pray right here tonight that there would not be one of us who doesn't have that incredible security that we can come to the God of the universe with grace, with favor, with joy because of what Christ has done. And so, Father, if this would be the night, I just pray that you would just draw people to yourself.
that we would just rest in that, that we would just call out to you and say, Father, I need you. I want to know truth. I want to walk in truth. I want to live in truth. Make yourself known to me. And I pray, God, that you would just make yourself known to each person here uniquely to them the way only you can, being God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, guys.